0: As President of the United States, I will always put America first.
1: really means with your hosts Brad Shepard and Paul Harrell. It is Wednesday, December 16th, 2020, and we are one week closer to finding out who the next president of the United States will be. On December 14th, the presidential electors gathered in their respective state capitals to cast their votes. The final tally, 306 electoral votes for Joe Biden, and 232 electoral votes for President Trump. Despite that, the Trump team continues to contest the outcome of the election in accordance with all applicable laws and the U.S. Constitution, and rightfully so. There is unprecedented evidence of mass voter and election fraud in favor of Joe Biden. The next date of significance is January 6, 2021, after the new Congress is seated. That's when the House and the Senate are scheduled to hold a joint session to count the electoral votes from each state and potentially challenge some of them. Paul, before we dive into some important election updates,
2: how's it going? It's going good, and I just want to say, Brad, thank you so much for detailing in a very simple black-and-white way where we are right now, because I know there's a lot of listeners who are hearing all kinds of fake news and misinformation. And what you just said is the truth. We are still in this process. I mean, your opening statement would have driven the mainstream media mad. You know, we're, we're now in the, you know, whatever the week is, and we still don't know who the president's going to be. And that is a true statement. We really don't. And it's because of the evidence and the unprecedented fraud that is out there. The media doesn't want to recognize it just like they didn't want to recognize the stories on Hunter Biden before the election. Now they are reporting on those stories. You cannot believe what you're being told from the big media and the corporations. They are actively deceiving you and actively lying to you. And I have a feeling, Brad, they're going to be in meltdown mode before too long And I know we keep having, you know, little mini victories here and then we get let down. And then this is all part of a process and we just have to keep fighting and not give up because I don't think the president is given up yet. I don't think his key team has given up yet. So we should not either. I think that's a great point. We have to
1: hold the line. They want us to get dispirited. They want us to be demotivated. They want us to give up, and we can't do that. So let's talk about some important election updates. We can't get to them all. There are so many that are so important. We're going to highlight a few, including the shock decision when the Supreme Court ruled against hearing the case of Texas versus Pennsylvania. After the Texas filing, the accused states filed a rebuttal, which argued none of the merits of voter and election fraud in essentially asked the Supreme Court not to open Pandora's box. The ruling stated that Texas hadn't demonstrated judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. Uh, Justice Thomas and Justice Alito both noted they didn't have discretion to deny the filing of a bill of complaint within their original jurisdiction, yet that's exactly what every other Supreme Court justice was willing to do including the three justices appointed by President Trump. Not a single court has allowed an evidentiary hearing, and this was no exception. This ruling was not based on the overwhelming evidence of election of voter fraud, which very few leaders in this country, unfortunately, seem to care about. The big picture concern here for me, Paul, is that the Supreme Court is essentially ruling that one state shouldn't be concerned with how another state handles its elections, even when it's a national election impacting all states. These are the United States. We must have some level of basic uniformity for
2: our national elections to be a constitutional republic. I agree. It was uh, concerning, disheartening. Honestly, it makes me wonder, uh, you know, if the courts aren't going to weigh in on that decision. I don't know if they're going to weigh in on any of these. Like you said, the lack of evidentiary hearings However, there are more and more people who are becoming aware of the mountain of evidence, the clear fraud that went on back on November 3rd. But I do I do like you, Brad. I'm wondering if the situation will reverse. Let's say we get a couple of weeks uh, down the road. Let's say we get to January 6th and uh, the news yesterday. You know, with the Electoral College, was also that you had states like Georgia and Pennsylvania and uh, Air- Nevada, I believe, or Arizona that sent uh, and voted with Republican electors and they voted for Donald Trump. Some people said this was a legal play as well to potentially continue the fight. But let's say that for whatever reason, let's say on January 6th, there's something that happens and it's the Republicans. Uh, in their electors that get counted in Georgia and Pennsylvania and others, I wonder when the Democrats would have in, would inevitably challenge something like that. I wonder if the Supreme Court would weigh in on that case. See, that's that's my question, and I think we all know the answer. I think they would weigh in on that case because right now it just feels like there are double standards everywhere, not just with the Democrat Party rhetoric and the mainstream media. But our entire system, you know, the left loves to talk about systemic problems uh, in the context of racism, which a lot of people don't understand what that word systemic actually means. It implies that the system would not operate if it wasn't for racism or what have you. I think a lot of people are starting to wonder that there is a systemic problem favoring these anti-American Uh, uh, You know, Democrats, uh, and and I'm not saying that the court is anti-American, but it feels that way when we're shaking our fists in the air thinking, well, what recourse do we have then? We're told that we have these three separate but equal branches of government. We're told that each one has the ability to keep the other in check. We voted for President Donald Trump once, and he gave us three Supreme Court justices, and then none of them signed. It really was discouraging, but at the same time, it still didn't really alter the plan. It was kind of a, a flash in the pan if you if you take uh, the different plans and paths out there to victory that the, the president had before the Texas case even came to light. Um, it, it really was only about a week. We, we were talking about the, a week ago today, Brad, we were talking about how Texas has filed this suit, and then we had an answer by Saturday that the Supreme Court wasn't going to take up the case. And so all of those paths that the president had before the Texas case are still in play today. Uh, even though you have you know the judges at the state level, federal uh, level that are rejecting the case, throwing out the case, things still go on. And I think it's a great tool to uh, inform the American people. Outside of that, and we maybe we need to talk about this here in a minute, some of the other paths that the president may have. And I really think it comes down to this. The president of the United States took an oath to defend the American constitution, the constitution of the United States from enemies, both foreign and domestic. And when we look at the evidence and we look at what China has done and how China's involved here, and you look at the domestic enemies that have run amok, you look at what happened, you know, they quit counting the vote when they did. The question really is, is president Trump going to keep his oath Or is the president going to allow Joe Biden to become president of the United States? And that's really the question for me. This guy is so compromised. If Joe Biden is the president of the United States, we do not have a country anymore. We might as well raise the communist Chinese flag. What we're seeing
1: coming out of Antrim County, Michigan, is very, very concerning. You talk about third world communist banana republics and that's what goes on there what we're seeing in antrim county michigan is what goes on in those countries they finally were able to get a forensic analysis ordered through the court of the dominion voting machines in antrim county michigan where six thousand votes were switched from president trump to joe biden The Michigan Secretary of State initially claimed it was human error. The audit determined that was not true. The audit determined it was not human error that caused the vote switching. In fact, the audit also determined someone attempted to zero out election results. This is very troubling stuff. And I would imagine if this is going on in one county it very well could be going on in other counties. And as we look towards the special runoff election in January, where they fully intend on using the same Dominion voting machines that we now know are switching votes to Democrat candidates.
2: And, and we also have the adjudication process, which is a, when we say adjudication, we're not talking about actual Just adjudication. We're talking about the term that Dominion software used. It's uh, and and the amount you're not supposed to use it very often, this feature in the software adjudication. And we now know they used it uh, way more than you would you would think a ballot needs to be examined. And we also know from video that you can find out there that it is extremely easy. Once you adjudicate, the person who's adjudicating can just click here, click there and completely change the vote. And it's extremely easy now. Ron over on Twitter or Code Monkey, uh, he actually says that there's a way that the software somehow keeps a record of what the ballot looked like before adjudication. And if that's the case, that may explain why you have so many of these Democrat institutions that, uh, according to some reports, you know they're they're wanting to wipe the uh, the machines. They're not wanting to turn the machines over for forensic analysis. This is just one county in Michigan that was finally allowed to be looked at by professionals. The evidence, and this is just one, one county, and we have smoke in a lot of other places across this country. And, and again, the allegations out there The Democrats don't care. Obviously, they hate the president. They hate Trump. They just want Trump gone. But this is something that uh, is not going to go away. I really believe that. I I really do believe that, Brad. This is not something that's just going to go away. The media is going to continue to gaslight. The Democrats are going to continue to gaslight. Um, And on a different note, and this is just kind of intuition and intuitive or, or Maybe you guys think I'm crazy, but this is kind of the way my mind works. I want you to close your eyes if you're driving, not literally, but I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine that it's January 20th. It's inauguration day. I want you to imagine the stage. I want you to imagine the crowd or lack thereof. It's Joe Biden. And I want you to try to imagine Joe Biden as frail and and, uh, uh, you know, not able to speak as he is walking up there, placing his hand on the Bible and swearing an oath and actually becoming president. I I want you to try to imagine it. When I do this exercise, I can't even imagine it. Now I want you to imagine Kanye West. Can you imagine Kanye West swearing an oath and being inaugurated? I can. I can imagine Kanye West swearing that oath far easier than I can Joe Biden. And again, that doesn't mean anything, but it's a thought that I had this week. And I just thought, you know, I just, I don't think Joe Biden's going to be the president of the United States. I don't see how it can be allowed to happen at this point.
1: I think that's a really, really interesting observation he comes across as very fragile and very weak frankly the media is not interested in covering him anyway a majority of the coverage continues to be about president trump joe biden and kamala harris are getting very little fanfare from the media right now they're just not interested they're you know they're going back to sleep so yeah, you're right. I th- I think there's something there and I can't put my finger on it, but it's a
2: very interesting point. Exactly. It's more like an intuition thing and I know intuition is not, you know, factual necessarily, but just a thought that I had. Uh,
1: Trump's disgraced former cybersecurity chief who actually claimed this was the most secure election in our history. Well, yeah, that was revealed to either be a bad actor situation, or he is just completely incompetent because we learned a sophisticated hacking group backed by a foreign government, breached our government by hacking SolarWinds products. And if you're not familiar with SolarWinds, they're an IT management company, SolarWinds products are used directly by Dominion voting machines. And it was very interesting to see their testimony on Tuesday, where they claimed there was no connection. That was a lie. There is actual evidence of that. Dominion tried to scrub that history by deleting the reference and links to solar winds from their website. You mention Codemonkey Z, Paul, on Twitter. He's got the screenshots. We also found that SolarWinds CEO, CFO, and directors sold $15 million worth of stock in November, which is unusual in looking at the history of their stock withdrawals. And now we know the FBI, Texas Rangers, and U.S. Marshals raided SolarWinds headquarters in Austin, Texas. We're already seeing numerous links to China as being a potential responsible party. Remember, China paid Smartmatic $400 million a few weeks before the election. This would seem to set the table for the 2018 Executive Order 13848, which allows the president to declare a national emergency and impose certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in the United States election. A report on foreign interference in the election is due to the president from Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe by this Friday, November 18th.
2: This executive order, I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, There's it's a really the subject of a ton of speculation. Again, you're not hearing any mainstream media coverage about it, but um, what's interesting to me is that it was done in November of 2018. And essentially, it stipulates that this report is due out on foreign interference uh, in U.S. elections, um, I think no more than 45 days after the election. So that 45-day window will be up this Friday. And it allows the president uh, to impose sanctions. It allows him to confiscate property, wealth uh, for anybody responsible for this. Uh, there are others that, uh, you know, there are people out there that claim, and you can go read the executive order. I mean, it's pretty extensive. It's a broad amount of power that the president's going to have here. And so you just have to wonder again, back to my previous question. I mean, if this really is as bad as Sidney Powell says, as, 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 uh, Linwood says, and even really, even if it's not as bad as what they say, and it's just what Rudy Giuliani has said, and the president's actual legal team, there was massive coordination here and it was using software that is funded by the communist Chinese. All of these states in question, most of them, not all of them, but most of these states stopped counting at the same time. And then Joe Biden got this, you know, they got, got this ridiculous, uh, you know, percentage that's just mathematically impossible. And and by the way, I saw where Smartmatic, uh, which is uh, again is affiliated with Dominion, and there's well, Dominion and Smartmatic are different. No, essentially they're the same. But you know, Smartmatic is now suing Fox News, Newsmax, and others for slander. They're wanting a retraction because they allowed Rudy Giuliani, they allowed Sidney Powell to come on their network. Notice that CNN hasn't been hasn't been issued a, a suit yet. Uh, the two thousand early two thousand report where CNN said the exact same thing about what Hugo Chavez in Venezuela and the smart software does. They're not getting any of this. They're not getting uh, a, a suit from that. And it's just, it's all so frustrating to me as I sit here and actually think about it. But yes, this executive order is real, whether it will materialize or be used in some way to stop Joe Biden from, from and I know what we're saying here. Don't get me wrong. I know, The implications of what it is we're saying here, but you got to understand the implications of the allegations that are being made and the evidence that's out there. I mean, this is we're talking about the communist Chinese essentially, not just influencing the outcome of the or not just influencing the election, but deciding the outcome of the election, actually doing the thing they claimed Vladimir Putin did, which Vladimir Putin in the Russia, 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 they did not change not. Not a single vote was changed in 2016 by the Russians to Donald Trump.
1: Oh, you mean not, those Jesus Facebook memes didn't change any votes that the that, right. did?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not a <laughs> single one. And yet we have mountains of evidence. We have 700 people that are willing to go to jail and sign affidavits that say something did happen. And the software is linked to China and it's linked to not just China, but but foreign actors, people that are not Americans. And so... If this executive order does what people think it will do and actually gives the president more power, I don't see how he has any choice if he's going to actually uphold his oath. And of course, they're going to say, Brad, that he's not upholding his oath because he's supposed to give up this power, but it's because they refuse to admit that this election is not legitimate. And again, I want to reiterate to Republicans out there that are listening, if this is not fixed, there is no next term. There is no next cycle You guys, they need to understand there's not like they're not going to be able to keep their own power if this isn't fixed, because people are going to stop voting. They're going to quit caring what you say. They're not going to rally to the fight anymore. They're just not. So this must be fixed. And I guess I say that to Mitch McConnell. I read a story in Politico right before we came on saying that he's warning Senate Republicans not to challenge the election come January 6th. That's a mistake. That is a huge mistake.
1: It's a huge mistake, and I think it's very telling as to where Mitch McConnell really stands with his loyalty to President Trump and the 75-ish million people who voted for him, or more. It's, you know, it's classic conservative GOP think. You know, again, uh, as we had talked about, Mitch McConnell... I heard was responsible for the Lynn Wood hit piece at Breitbart. And I've also heard that, quietly, Mitch McConnell is not on board with Trump's agenda and would be perfectly okay with a Republican Senate majority and a Democrat president, as long as he gets to keep his majority. You know, these Republicans are going to have to learn the hard way. Is, is really what it comes down to, and we're going to have to punish them and be willing to lose even in the short term to do so. It's going to be really interesting, especially as we talk about this next item, which is seven states now currently have dueling electors for the electoral vote count on January 6th. By the way, everybody calling Joe Biden president-elect, allow me to correct you seven swing states currently have dueling electors. In other words, they're being contested. So Joe Biden cannot possibly be the president-elect. If he lost those seven states, he would not have 270 or more electoral votes. (laughs) So just something I wanted to point out to trigger the corporate media. But right now, one of the plans the Trump legal team has is these dueling electors. And this is happening not because they're Republicans who want Donald Trump to win. This is happening because of the overwhelming evidence of voter in election fraud.
2: This is just a joke, but what if they actually had to duel? <laughs> oh, man, that would change things real quick, right? You start sizing each other up and like, uh, I mean, I don't even know what what would your weapon of choice be. I mean, it could be like a a sword. I don't know. anyway. Uh, yeah, the dueling electors story is fantastic. That was a huge win. And I kind of was talking earlier about, you know, winning battles and losing battles. And so we get that fantastic yesterday uh, or, uh, uh, Monday, you get that dueling electors story and then you find out that Bill Barr has resigned. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think that Bill Barr, uh, you know, was going to, uh, bring indictments. And of course he did put John Durham as a special counsel. He did do that. But then people were upset because they learned that the Hunter Biden stories were covered up by the Justice Department. You know what I mean? It's this this it's this this uh, roller coaster, Brad, where people think, OK, we've got something good. And then oh, well, now we're let down. I, I, I'm, I'm to the point now where I don't know how exactly this is all going to play out. But I definitely know it is not over. The fat lady has not sung and we're going to you know, keep telling you guys out there what it really means. And I will say, uh, I know we say this is the end of every podcast, but please rate our podcast five stars, what it really means. You got to admit listening to this and actually getting the real truth is refreshing compared to what you hear everywhere else. Great point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Rate us five stars. It helps with our searchability. We appreciate your support and spreading the word to fellow Patriots. Now, let's talk about Monday, November 14th and Joe Biden's post-electoral college speech. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're not going to just talk about it. We're going to let you listen to some clips we have put together to give you the Cliff's Notes version. Take a listen.
0: The electoral college votes which occurred today Reflect the fact that even in the face of the public health crisis, unlike anything we've experienced in our lifetimes, the people voted. They voted in record numbers. More Americans voted this year than have ever voted in the history of the United States of America. Over 155 million Americans were determined to have their voices heard and their votes counted. In the start of this pandemic, this crisis, many were wondering, How many Americans would actually vote at all? But those fears proved to be unfounded. We saw something very few predicted, even thought possible. The biggest voter turnout in the history of the United States of America. Could not and would not give credence to what they knew was not true. They knew this election was overseen, was overseen by them. It was honest, it was free and it was fair. They saw it with their own eyes, and they wouldn't be bullied into saying anything different. It was truly remarkable because so many of these patriotic Americans are subject to so much, enormous political pressure, verbal abuse, and even threats of physical violence. In America, when questions are raised about the legitimacy of any election, those questions are resolved through the legal processes. And that's precisely what happened here. The Trump campaign brought, brought dozens and dozens and dozens of legal challenges to test the result. They were heard again and again. And each of the time they were heard, they were found to be without merit. Time and again, President Trump's lawyers presented arguments to state officials, state legislatures, state and federal courts, and ultimately to the United States Supreme Court twice. They were heard by more than 80 judges across this country. And in every case, no cause or evidence was found to reverse or question or dispute the results. None of this has stopped baseless claims about the legitimacy of the results. Even President Trump's own cybersecurity chief overseeing our elections said it was the most secure election in American history. And summarily... Is let go let me say it again his own cybersecurity chief overseeing this election said it was the most secure in american history you know respecting the will of the people is at the heart of our democracy even when we find those results hard to accept
2: <laughs> oh man that was uh, the coffee or whatever whatever he had going on there it made him sound like uh I don't know, uh, guilty, like, <clears throat> uh, it was the most <clears throat> uh, <laughs> secure and free election. Uh, there was, if he actually makes it to the stage January 6th, like I'm, he, he just needs to, I, I'm sorry. Like he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like going to be looking up and scared, like that a lightning bolt's going to come down and just like, you know, strike the, the, the lectern seriously. I mean, this is the most corrupt process in American history. It, and and it's the complete opposite of what he just said. It's not even a gray area. It's somebody out there completely lying to the American people and calling something that is evil and calling it good. And this isn't, again, not, this is not even a gray area. You, They are, he is calling something that is easily identifiable as evil and he's calling it good and, uh, I got to tell you again, I just, I don't think this man is going to be president of the United States. I just don't.
1: Yeah. Throughout the entire speech, he cleared his throat and coughed constantly. (laughs) Apparently he is getting a cold.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah. And he's going to be getting a walker pretty soon. Do you see how he left that stage? My goodness. The guy needs some uh, relief factor or whatever, whatever Sebastian (laughs) Gorka sells. That guy needs it. (laughs) His wife, the fake doctor, Jill Biden,
1: had to help him off the stage, literally. Uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, embarrassing to watch. Now, in that speech, he also touched on COVID-19, as you heard a little bit in the beginning. And the 300,000 American lives lost, or as Planned Parenthood would call it, a good week for business. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good this, one. This speech was upside down, delusional reality. He literally said the Trump campaign had dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of lawsuits, including Supreme Court hearing them twice. That is a factually inaccurate statement. It's just not true. There has yet to be an evidentiary hearing from any court of the evidence of voter in election fraud. And you have to ask yourself why. But there hasn't been any of that. So the entire statement was a complete falsehood. And then, it, and then at the end to say that it was the most secure election ever, and even knowing what has come out about the hacking of, <laughs> of our government system for the past however many months, To stick with that line, knowing that on Monday evening as he gave this speech, I mean, it was it was incredible. Like they have no problem just lying right to
2: your face and believing you'll accept it. Also, we have the story that the media in back in September had a list of two million names of people strategically placed throughout the world who are card carrying members of the Communist Party of China. And now that list has been verified, not by the American media, but by the foreign press. And, you know, for him to say this, I mean, we've got foreign governments all over, all over this election and actually having enough influence and enough, uh, you know, just an overarching conspiracy. A lot of you might have been asking the question, like, how did I wake up in an America that's like this, where you have all these giant companies that are, uh, woke or progressive. And, you know, I've had my reasons for it. Well, well, it's just because they, uh, are, you know, connected to the liberals and the government and you can't tell where the big corporations end and, and the government begins, like, where's that line and that sort of thing. And that's partly true. But if they've got actual, you know, little cabals within each one of these major corporations that are card-carrying members of the Communist Party, no wonder they're censoring us. No wonder they they've infiltrated the NBA and the mainstream media and now they are controlling our elections. Again, we don't need to be afraid to say that. We have foreign governments Apparently controlling our elections, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I worked to debunk the the, the the left saying this for four years, you know Russia, 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 but it they're guilty of the very thing that they baselessly accused and actually framed the President of the United States for. This cannot stand. Do you think a guy like Donald Trump and again, this is just me being optimist, do you think a guy like Donald Trump? we know he the man has an ego. We know the man, we know who he is, okay? You, you think a guy like Trump is going to let them take this away from? They've already tried to put an asterisk by the very fact he got elected president in the first place. If he has it within his power to, to actually expose this and stop this from happening, I have to believe he's going to use it. I, I have to believe He's not going to give up on the American people.
1: You know, I really feel like if this were almost anybody else in the GOP, they would just concede and move on. Even with the fraud, even knowing it was a stolen election.
2: Oh, yeah. They'd be excited about their their book tour and making $200,000 to, you know, give a speech somewhere for the next, I don't know, 25 years. That's what they'd be getting ready to do.
1: Audio was leaked of Joe Biden Tuesday in a virtual meeting with civil rights leaders, urging Democrat leaders to hide their true position on the police until after the Georgia Senate runoff elections. This was leaked by The Intercept, and we have that audio. Take a listen.
0: Just as it was pointed out to me that you wanted me to be concerned, Derek, I think it was you said it, about, you know, uh, um, uh, Dealing with uh, Vilsack as uh, in uh, in terms of a ter- of uh, agriculture. Well, first of all, you will learn more about Vilsack's record. But my point is this: I don't think we should make that a big issue going into before January fifth, when the election takes place down in in uh, um, uh, in uh, Georgia. But I also don't think we should get too far ahead of ourselves on dealing with police reform in that because they've already labeled us as being defund the police. Anything we put forward in terms of the organizational structure to change policing, which I promise you will occur, promise you. Just think to yourself and give me advice whether we should do that before January 5th, because that's how they beat the living hell out of us across the country, saying that we're talking about defunding the police. We're not. We're talking about holding them accountable. I just raise it with you to think about how much do we push between now and January 5th? We need those two seats about police reform. But I guarantee you there will be a full-blown commission. I guarantee you it's a major, major, major element. And as Reverend Al said, I I was a pain in the ass to everybody except him. When we did the commission before, I didn't think we went far enough. We can go very far. It matters how we do it. I think it matters how we do it. Mm.
2: Uh, So I think, the first off, my first reaction is the idea or prospect of Joe Biden actually uh, having presidential power somehow is like a drug he's feeding off of right now and it's actually making him talk a little bit more, even though he couldn't even remember the state of Georgia, uh, this huge runoff election that's going to happen in January. It does seem like it's making him a little bit more, I don't know, conscious, uh, mm. awake, alive. That's my first reaction, but it's, uh, you know, Hey, the drugs eventually wear off, right? Uh, even this, this opium of his, uh, this idea I'm going to be president now. So we get to, We get to talk about important things again, like having the prosecutor that was investigating my son's company fired. Um, But yeah, so they don't want you to be safe. They want to defund the police. He's essentially saying we just don't want to continue talking about it. Interesting that they think the reason they lost so many house seats that they thought they were going to win is because of their defund the police rhetoric. It might have also have something to do with the fact that Democrat governors and uh, mayors across this country uh, participated in lockdowns, shut down businesses, required everyone to wear masks, as well as enabled rioters and defunded the police. And it was Donald Trump that stood in opposition to all of that, this incredible shift in American society where they literally in one year tried to completely upend the concept of you're an American and have a right to be left alone and follow your own conscience and do what you want to do. And then they made fear and putting on a mask somehow a virtue. Maybe it was that that caused you to lose more seats in the house than you thought. Oh, and by the way, we're supposed to admit that they, uh, you know what did he say? They, uh, they, uh, they, they beat us with it. They clobbered us with it. Whatever he said, yeah, they, that happened. But Donald Trump still somehow lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're supposed to believe that, Joe. Um, this guy is. Uh, uh, I guess what I should. I should just write back at Joe. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't get any better
1: either, Paul. The Biden transition team released a statement from Hunter Biden last week indicating. He's been made aware that his quote-unquote tax affairs are under investigation. Now, the Biden-Harris transition said that he is deeply proud of his son, who has fought through difficult challenges, including the vicious personal attacks in recent months, only to emerge stronger. They used federal government resources to issue that statement. I mean, this is a total clown show. It is the D.C. swamp, as usual. And by the way, uh, tax affairs, as they called it. Those are just shady business dealings with foreign governments like Burisma. Senator Ron Johnson says that Hunter's attorneys have refused to cooperate with the committees. Um, By the way, their statement left out that the investigation also included money laundering, not just tax affairs. And the biggest bombshell, perhaps... This investigation began in 2018 and wasn't leaked or announced until after the presidential election.
2: Interesting that the that that began in 2018, that executive order we were discussing also began in 2018. I wonder at this point first. Well, hang on. Let me back up. First of all, Hunter Biden's attorneys, quote, Hunter Biden's attorneys or Biden's attorney. Okay, at this point, these are not Hunter Biden's attorneys. These are attorneys For the Democrat Party and the globalists and the Bidens, the White House, that that's who these attorneys are. They're not Hunter Biden. They don't care anything about Hunter Biden. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. They really don't care from Hunter Biden. They just want to protect what they've got. Um, They want to make sure Joe Biden uh, is, you know, is secure or really they would even settle for Kamala. They just want to make sure that they get past January 20th. I'm wondering if Hunter Biden, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes. Here's a guy who was obviously being blackmailed by the Communist Chinese Party and was being paid uh, a, a ridiculous amount of money. They had all of this stuff on him to get him to do, to get access to his president, to get him to do whatever they wanted, set up whatever deals they wanted. But they also had, we have to assume, all of that raunchy, raunchy stuff that on his computer and we still don't know what all was on that laptop computer. Some of it's leaked, and it's uh, absolutely disgusting and just calls into question a lot of things. And, of course, the allegations out there about uh, underage girls and things like that. I I would just wonder, though, if you're in Hunter Biden's shoes right now, do you kind of welcome a jail cell a a little bit? Maybe just a little bit? I mean, it had to be somewhat a, a, a giant... I don't know, sigh of relief that that blackmail, no, there may be more, there may be a lot more blackmail, but that it's no longer held over his head. Somehow everybody knows about it and the guy's still not in jail, right? Everybody knows what you've done with these four governments and you're still not in jail. I'm not trying to say we should be sympathetic towards Hunter Biden. Please don't misunderstand me. it's just a thought that crossed my mind. What was it like being the son of the former vice president who's now running for president? and having all of this blackmail out there that you know, not only China, but who else foreign governments have to control you. And now that we know we know about, first of all, Jeffrey Epstein and the intelligence operation that he was running and the blackmail that he had, who's to say it was was, uh, only China? Who's to say it wasn't a lot of other moving parts trying to control politicians?
1: Well, the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs And the Senate Committee on Finance found the relationship between the Biden family through Hunter, former Vice President Joe Biden's brother James, is deeply connected to the Chinese Communist Party. That was their findings. A September 20th, 2017 email requests copies of keys from an office building manager in Washington, D.C. for Joe and Jill Biden, along with Joe's brother James Biden, and China's Gong Wang Dong, the emissary of Yi Ming, the disgraced former chairman of Chinese energy company CEFC. Hunter Biden referred to Yi as his partner. Yi's tied to Patrick Ho, the former secretary for home affairs in Hong Kong, who Hunter referred to as the, quote, fucking spy chief of China. Hunter also requested that a sign be made for his office door reading, the Biden Foundation, in Hudson West, which is just C-E-F-C-U-S. What else do we know? Well, a company called Hudson West III opened a line of credit in September of 2017. Credit cards issued against the account were used by Hunter, his uncle James Biden, and James' wife Sarah Biden to purchase more than $100,000 worth of extravagant items, including airline tickets and multiple items at Apple stores pharmacies, hotels, and restaurants. Yi has since been detained in China since March of 2018, accused of bribery, and CEFC declared bankruptcy earlier this year amid accusations that it used a complex web of shale companies, surprise, to facilitate fake transactions. The email also lays out equity splits, including 20 for H and 10 held by H for the big guy, Yet somehow Joe Biden continues to stick to the lie that he had no knowledge of these business dealings. You may remember Tony Bobolinsky, the former Biden family associate who exposed the alleged crimes of the Biden family, who told Tucker Carlson that the big guy was Joe Biden and that he was compromised. The corrupt corporate media attacked Bobolinsky, some of them perhaps knowing the truth at the time. And of course now, He has been vindicated. According to a report by the Wall Street Journal, William Barr went to great lengths to prevent prosecutors and senior Justice Department officials from revealing the existence of federal tax investigations into Hunter Biden before the 2020 U.S. election. Prosecutors were specifically asked if their staff members could be trusted, and they were warned against issuing subpoenas or taking other public investigative steps before the election. By doing this, then-Attorney General William Barr, who will be gone very shortly, not only interfered in the DOJ investigation of Hunter Biden, but in the presidential election. Voters had a right to know this information before casting their ballot the DOJ does not get to decide what a news story is and what they should do based on how it may or may not impact the outcome of an election. Simply put, their job is to
2: do their job and let the chips fall where they may. I agree. And I I would say the only out that I would, the only thing I would say, if you're Bill Barr and you're you're not just a, a total, uh, uh, fraud, I guess, of how many people thought he was, then there better be indictments. You you know what I mean? Like, uh, I I understand about the election and and I'm, I'm mad about that too, but justice better actually happen or you're forever going to be seen as somebody who was, uh, you know, just kind of in the tank and a part of the swamp that you were hired to essentially help drain. Uh, So I guess I'm still going to kind of wait and see what happens. He is there until the 24th of this month. And again, kind of going with this theme of, I just don't see how Joe Biden can be president. From an American national security standpoint, this may be, kind of all encompassing there. There's a, there are a lot of moving parts. No one can deny that. Are those moving parts going to help the president, uh, you know, stay in office or not? That remains to be seen. What, what is bill Barr in this? What, what really is bill Barr? And if, if bill Barr, you know, it's kind of, it's one or the other, either he was, if you know, not who we thought he was or who I thought he was, Or, you know, there's still a chance if this actually can produce, because I will tell you this, I know what the left is going to say. If, if all these investigations and and were were going on and it leads to Joe Biden being charged, they're going to say, we should have known so we could replace this candidate before the election, Bill Barr, you know, then they're going to blame Bill Barr. So there's still a scenario out there where, uh, you know, it, it, it could all work out. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, Brad. I know I'm, I'm being a little too optimistic, I'm sure.
1: Well, I just haven't seen the evidence he's going to come through. I would love to be wrong. Um, we know certainly he has appointed Durham special counsel. He's expanding that effort. But again, we have seen time and time again the ruling class elites get away with anything they want in this country. Until that changes, I simply will not believe it. Yeah, the evidence is on
2: your side, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about our weekly COVID-19 craziness. Joe Biden talked about a dark winter again in his speech that has been one of the talking points of the radical left in this great reset as they look to change how our economy works and capitalism and other things. And then we saw Bill Gates, a trust fund child dropout, who used his parents' money to start a tech company, who is now apparently an expert on vaccinations and communicable diseases. Bill Gates said on COVID, even through 2022, we should be prepared for life to not return to normal. He said, sadly, it's appropriate for bars and restaurants to close over the next
2: four to six months yeah this guy's this guy's nuts and uh we will not comply i mean we will not comply and for all of you guys out there i mean i'm just wondering how how, there are still people out there that are still buying all of this and they're buying this uh complete reorganization of our society which we now know is part of the left's plan to be a great reset i i I really just want to talk i talk to people out there who are going to church. And I know many of you out there are probably going to church with people that still have a lot of restrictions and things like that. Um, let's just assume that all of the restrictions up to this point were 100% warranted for the sake of argument. How long are you willing to do this though? I mean, at what point do you start to reassess what you're being told and start to question whether or not it's actually true or not? Um, how long are we going? To, likewise, with churches, I mean businesses. How how long? How long um, before business owners start to say, even the ones who are liberal, progressive, and you know are are more likely to believe the uh, priests of bail telling you what to believe on CNN and mainstream news? How long till you start to reassess? How long are you willing to do this through 2021 into 2022? Are you crazy? We're now hearing about vaccines and how. Even if you get the vaccine, you still may have to wear a mask. Um, There is something not right. It's not a conspiracy theory to believe that something's very wrong. And it's more than just these are unfortunate times, unfortunate circumstances. We're really, really sad. There's a pandemic. We're really. No, we have an information problem. We have an information problem, and we have people who don't know what is true and it's a lot easier. Sometimes I envy the ignorance is bliss. It'd be a lot easier if I just could believe everything Jake Tapper said and go about my day, but man, I'd be a slave. I'd be a prisoner. I'd be where, I mean, I'd be terrified, right? I would never leave my house if I believed everything the mainstream media said. Bill Gates is, I mean, there. Bill Gates has no business. He's not a doctor. Uh, you, if you look into Bill Gates and, and uh, vaccines and you know his expertise on this um you can find you can find more things out there that are just extremely disturbing and verified than you can that lends him credibility aside from the fact that oh by the way you can actually go back and look bill gates used to be a bad guy in the mainstream media and then something happened you can go look and look up in the 90s and the antitrust suits and things that were going on and now bill gates is everybody's hero i wonder what happened wonder what, why the media suddenly changed tunes. And again, I will remind you, we now have evidence and there will be many, many more examples that the press that you're reading and you're listening to are being funded by foreign entities as well. And just like the two million, the list of two million names, folks, we have been infiltrated. This is not, you want to be scared of something. Don't be scared of a virus. Be scared of communism, because we have been infiltrated all throughout our society. And that's the one thing that you need to be paying attention to right now. Communism is never polite.
1: It's never tolerant. Their goal is to use that ideology. And it's to crush you. It's to crush their enemy. It's to make you submit. There's no mercy with communism. Now, this is something I would like your thoughts on, Paul. I know you're a very religious guy, and I found this to be extra disturbing. And it's Pope Francis announcing that the Vatican would enter into a global alliance with the world's big banks, international corporations, and globalist foundations to create an economic council aimed at distributing wealth around the world the globalist initiative called the council for inclusive capitalism which is not capitalism at all is actually a socialist group of elites aimed at implementing far-left socialist policies worldwide it's part of the great reset we've talked about on what it really means the pope is on the globalist great reset train paul what world are we living in? The Pope is the is part
2: of the great reset. What's going on here? Ah, uh, well, you know, I am a Protestant, so uh, I'm kind of from a long line of people that haven't trusted the Pope for. Uh, a long, long time. So, for me personally, not a surprise. Par for the course. It actually, lines up perfectly with my worldview. Of course, the Pope would do this. <laughs> uh, we also have to, um, just from a historical standpoint, you got to recognize the Vatican. You know, the smallest country in the world. I think that's what they say. It is. It is its own country. It has been involved in finance before um global finance it's kind of it's interesting you kind of think back to when the catholic church the roman catholic church had its hold over europe you have to uh, understand the the sheer amount of wealth that they have because they have just collected these tithes because people would give countries entire nations would just give the vatican and give the the the, the church all of this uh Money, because you know they thought that the the money would actually buy uh, absolution; uh, be, they'd be absolved of their sins and that sort of thing. Uh, really anti uh, uh, biblical stuff that you know says that you're saved by grace through faith alone. Um, I, I digress. Uh, that is my view, and I know there may be some Catholics out there listening to me, and I'm sorry if I offend you. That's just my opinion. We could all have our opinions. That's my view of when I think of the Vatican and this centralized power. And so it's not a surprise to me that they are gravitating towards the collective. Uh, human beings have been capable uh, and we're capable as individuals of great evil. That is no qu- there's no question. But when we are in groups, uh, we have a tendency to uh, amplify that um, a- as well. And so when you when you gravitate towards something that is not based on the individual protecting those rights, but instead uh, based on socialism, communism which is now the solution to all of our problems, they say, right? Uh, the climate change, uh, income inequality, all of this stuff. Socialism is always the answer. To me, it's no surprise that they gravitate towards the collective, which will diminish the individual, which will you know, promote mob rule, which only really promotes those who are in power. Uh, fundamentally, what we're talking about is an oligarchy, and that is, to me, perfectly in line with what – the pope in my mind already represents again that may not be popular with some of you out there but again uh i'm uh, not a not a catholic so uh <laughs> there was that whole protestant reformation thing so uh that's that's where i come down on it brad but uh, it should be concerning because because it is a seat of power and it is still a seat of an immense pow- immense power sure and uh, you got to think of the you got to think of the the Catholic Church, specifically from the Vatican, as having embassies in every single a bunch of bunch of tiny embassies in every single country in the world. So this line of thinking, this way of thought, whether it be critical race theory or uh, denying obvious biblical truth, it filters down into the culture of the countries of the world because it's eventually going to filter down to the individual churches. So it's. And it may explain why we have had this giant lurch towards liberalism in a lot of ways. Uh, Just something to be, uh, something to, it's just the truth is what it is. It's, it, that's, that's what it really means to me.
1: (laughs) Isn't this the same Pope who was washing and kissing migrants' feet? (laughs) (laughs) This is, I mean, this guy is, he seems more like a demon than, than a Pope. But I do agree that the Catholic Church and the Pope are extremely powerful and influential. And I, I think, at least for me, that is perhaps what makes it most disturbing. Uh, I, I think this story is, it was a blockbuster. The former CEO of Overstock.com made a uh, claim that he was complicit in facilitating a bribe for Hillary Clinton in the amount of $18 million on behalf of the FBI in January of 2016, allegedly Barr and Durham were made aware. The bribe, which Hillary accepted, was then going to be used against her by members of the Obama administration after she was elected. Remember, they thought Hillary was going to be elected. The idea was to control Hillary during her presidency via blackmail. They dubbed the operation Operation Snow Globe. They got the name from Barack Obama and former CIA head John Brennan. The idea behind the name was anytime they needed to uh, shake her up, they could, like a snow globe. There was allegedly a previous $20 million Hillary bribe in 2015 involving the country of Turkey as well. Now, this would have created a shadow third term for Obama which is interesting considering remarks that recently surfaced from Obama himself. Take a listen. Now, do you
0: wish, like, you had a a, a third term? Um, And I I used to say, you know what, if if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a stand-in, a a front man or front woman, and and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats Mm -hmm. looking through the, stuff and then i could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh doing all the talking and ceremony i'd be fine with that
2: barry plays a dangerous game you think you're i mean come on now you think you're gonna put pressure on the clintons they'll just kill you uh (laughs) barry's got uh, plays a dangerous game my friends you try to control the clintons and and uh you know you you get that knock on the door you think we're snow globe no you're the snow globe uh, but maybe that's because I'm from Arkansas. Maybe I have a little bit different perspective. Uh, but you know, again, he's from cook County, Illinois. So, I mean, you know, Al Capone would come from cook County, Illinois down to, down to hot Springs, Arkansas. So maybe, maybe, maybe the Clintons don't really know what's, uh, what's going on. Let's go ahead and apply that, Brad, to to now, because many people think that's what Joe Biden is, is going to be Obama's third term, whether it's Biden or whether it's Kamala. I think a lot of people just feel like Kamala is Obama, uh, you know, with long hair, actually. And um, I would that's that's kind of the way I feel, except she's just going to be given uh, even more of the benefit of the doubt than Obama is by the press. Um, but that's just, that would, that even that the press has standards. And now of course we know that they do not, um, you know, the man has a lot of, man has a big ego. The press talks about, you know, Trump having a big ego, but you know, look at, look at Obama here. I mean, this is a guy who wants to control the country via earpiece.
1: You know, these powerful elites, they sometimes just say the quiet stuff out loud and they think you're dumb enough or you're not going to pick up on what's going on. Wow. I want to follow up on a story we talked about many weeks ago, and it was George Soros funding local district attorney races throughout the United States. And we talked about how he was influencing politics at a local level to destabilize and implement his radical agenda. And he was doing that by funding handpicked candidates. Well, one of those candidates was elected. It's the new district attorney in Los Angeles who has now come out saying he's going to make reforms which he claims are based on science. Now, what are these reforms? He says he will no longer prosecute trespassing. So if someone is trespassing on your property and you want them to leave... Well, the police may come, but they're not actually going to be prosecuted. Disturbing the peace. Making criminal threats. Someone can threaten to kill you. Not going to be prosecuted. Drug possession. Drug possession. No, not marijuana possession. Drug possession. Drinking in public. Loitering to commit prostitution. And resisting arrest. He's not going to wow. prosecute resisting arrest among other crimes. It doesn't stop there. This is what they want to bring to the rest of the United States. This is really disturbing stuff based on science, he says.
2: Mm. Clearly, they think the days of uh, Wyatt Earp are over. They're actually you know, not prosecuting resisting arrest. Once they figure that out, once a criminal figures that out, they're going to, I would even, I would suggest they would try to, um, resist arrest more. And then that's going to, I would think, incentivize the police officer to have to use stronger and stronger force. If an arrest is warranted at that time, that's putting the officer's lives in more danger as well as the potential, Uh, Criminal, and so you know it makes absolutely no sense. These people, um, and we can't agree. This is just a result. It's a derivative, Brad, of our entire society falling apart because, and, and you know, if if you can't, you know, it's 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 in some countries it's wrong to say that a biological boy is a boy and a biological, you know, female is a female. Yada yada yada. We don't have law and order anymore you know, with normal things like trespassing. To me, I just see the, I see them all linked. I see them as one giant slippery slope. Well, I think
1: in a lot of ways, they're quality of life crimes. And what that really means is it's going to impact your quality of life. You, families living in nice neighborhoods, working class families who just want to support your families, raise your children, have a good life. By now, whether it's Los Angeles, whether it's New York, where in New York City, Mayor de Blasio is saying they're going to need another lockdown like March of 2020. You have to get out of these liberal cities, the New York cities, the Los Angeles, the Portlands, etc., on and on. You have to get out of them if you didn't vote for it. Because those are the people I kind of feel bad for, right? Yeah. The ones in these cities who didn't vote for it. But at some point, you have to say, well, you know, it's it's kind of, that's on you. Because you now know what they're doing, and you have to get out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then it, it's on you. And for the people who voted for it, uh, you know what? You're getting what you uh, what you voted for, so I wish you the best of luck. And I'm actually happy to see it.
2: You could change your mind, and you know, based on... Uh, the pain that you're experiencing or how you vote. But if you move, you got to change how you vote too. And, you know, I feel sorry for the business owners who, you know, a lot of times business owners, they, they get it, not all the time, but they get it. Small business owners do. And you're typically going to have more conservative views because you have such more, you have a risk reward mentality and you've built your business and that sort of thing. So at some point you have a, who is John Galt moment and you're just going to have to leave. And you're going to have to take your family with you and you're going to have to move to a conservative state. You're going to have to start voting conservative and you probably need to have more kids. Um, That may be the long term uh, solution here. Uh, But in the short term, we have to make sure that Joe Biden does not become president. And that means having conversations. It means sharing what it really means, podcast with as many people as you can. So people don't give up and they stay on top of this and. There's going to be a lot of people very confused, in my opinion, if Donald Trump gets a second term because of the brainwashing. You need to be the one that can walk him through it through it, and tell him to stay calm. That's all the time we have this week.
1: Please do rate our podcast five stars. It helps with our searchability, like I mentioned, so that other patriots like yourself can find us. You can follow Paul on Twitter at PaulHarrell1776. He's also the founder of ArkansasLedger.com an Arkansas political news and analysis website. And with that, I have my second attempt at a joke about the great state of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't baby Jesus be born in Arkansas?
2: Oh, no, I don't know. We've got plenty (laughs) of barns. We've got plenty of terrible conditions for a child to be born in. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, Brad, why? Because they couldn't find
1: three wise men or a virgin.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. That's, that's great. Like that. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to use that. Uh, I'm going to recycle that for sure. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love it. I've, I've saved the bit. Uh So I'm patting myself <laughs> on
1: the back right now. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at the Brad Shepard. Follow my work at uncovereddc.com and bradshepard.substack.com. Paul, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners in closing?
2: I really, I'm having a blast doing this with Brad and I'm I'm having a blast uh, that you guys are out there listening to it. So just tell your friends.
1: That's right. Hold the line. Don't lose hope. And we'll see you next week.